Actually, guys, can you give me one minute? Can I take that call? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Mike and I are ready to do this podcast with Gerald, and he walks away. Too big, too important for talking to Mike and I. I get it. It's good to be the Gerald, I guess. But All right, sorry about that. No problem. Everybody and welcome back to Squat Cobbler. This is Kelly at K E L L Y T H U L on Twitter and Instagram. And I am Dr. Mike at Official Pagan on everything. And before we go any further, sure hope you folks will like and subscribe to the channel. Coming up soon, going to be some changes to how we have that distributed on YouTube, but we'll we'll probably do a show about that when we get closer to it. But your likes and subscribes will weather any storm ahead here, so please do like and subscribe. Follow. We really do appreciate it. We'd love to have more people connecting with us, and please feel free to comment, give us input, suggestions for shows. We're super open to all of that. So we're back to squatting on the issues. It's been a little while. I guess this is my thing. <laughs> I'm the one that. Yeah, have, this is this is the Kelly world. Yeah, this is the this is the controversial uh, world that we go into. But I was just thinking, Mike. You know, people out there have a lot of questions. There's lots of stuff going on, and they're not really sure how to piece some of all this together. And I'm sure as they're thinking about it, they go, "You know what? I remember there were these two guys that reviewed like a." bunch of Alice Cooper albums and talked about Scooby-Doo in ways I've never heard Scooby-Doo talked about before. And that strikes me as the best source for me to gain further insight into the political process. So we're here for you. And that's what we're going to do again tonight. All this, of course, is build up for the often promised and will be delivered electoral college squad issues show. I thought you were going to say the fuck is owed. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, you see, this is why this one's my thing. <laughs> That's more your thing. But no, the Electoral College episode, which would be a good one with guests, I think, to have on as well. But we'll see. Oh, absolutely. But tonight, and this may be a quick one, we'll see. <laughs> Whenever we say that, it doesn't work out that way. It doesn't work out. I thought we would talk a little bit about, so as we're recording this, because Mike and I are not going to be getting all tangled up in issues and facts and knowledge. So the, the Democratic debate is going on as we're recording it recording this so we're not we're not getting the benefit of any any of that conversation but we're going to talk about what will likely be a topic of that which will be the concept of can someone buy an election and there's kind of I would say three camps out there right now. There's the self-funding folks that have the means to self-fund. There's folks that leverage the party apparatus and big donors. And there's folks that do more of a pure grassroots campaign. And Are there still? Well, they say they are. And I do think that there are, are a lot of people mobilized to give you know, $5 to uh, certain candidates. I don't know how much that rolls up to at the end, but it you know, always in the background there's a little bit of extra oomph somewhere would be my guess. It has to be when you look at the millions of dollars required to apparently run a campaign. So I guess the question that Mike and I are mostly going to work through tonight is, can you buy an election? So Mike, what's your point of view? Do you think someone can actually buy an election 
for the highest office in our country. Is that possible? Absolutely. Yeah, you can buy elections for pretty much any size office. In fact, I would argue you have to buy the election for the highest office without too many spoilers into our uh, electoral college episode. You know, you are out there campaigning to people. You're out there promoting. And in theory, <laughs> the person who is the most popular with with the people is going to become president. So if it worked the way it's pitched, then you're definitely buying the election. It's a mixed bag for me. One, I don't think it's as simple as I could. If I spend the most money, I win. I don't think that's no, sure. And, and I'm sure there's examples of people who've spent a lot of money and not gotten anywhere. This is this is an unfair comparison, but it's it's my closer to me comparison when you're marketing anything and i'm sure kelly has a lot of experience with this coming from the corporate world but i'll approach it just from the music thing there were times especially like when we first got on a major label and we were like we want to have ads on this site because it's the most popular metal site and we want to be in this magazine and a bunch of money was spent and we found that those didn't go anywhere those ads didn't get us any new fans or do anything like that so we found instead that small targeted advertising works significantly better for us. So I, it's not just the amount of money you spend. It, it's definitely where you're spending that money. So I, I do think there is some balance there. But if you don't have the money to spend, the people don't know you're out there to begin with. It's almost a different question because if, if the question is, does it take money to win an election? Absolutely. It absolutely, And it takes, and for the presidency, a lot, a lot, a lot of money. But they're all spending a lot of money, and it's you know then it comes right. down to a degree of so it's it's who's paying for it. If you're paying for it out of your pocket, is that any better or worse than you say? Well, I'm I'm above the fray. I don't I'm not trying to buy the election with my own money. I'm taking money from these people and spending it to try and win the election. And I'm buying the election with their, their money. money, so I'm pure. And I and I would say no, no, you're not because you're still spending money. But in some ways, you know, you go and this was. Gosh, a million years ago when Donald Trump was first running for office, it seems like. <laughs> back on his first term. Yeah, back on his first term of the thousand terms. He, you know, one of the points he was making is nobody's going to tell me what to do because I'm paying for all this stuff myself. Now, I think over time he said, hey, this is a lot of money. I think I'm going to think I'm going to do the donation thing. But there's there's a point to say, hey, if if you're beholden to no one, if you're just using your own funds and you're putting your money into it, you don't have any special interests from there. And so in some ways, does that make you a pure candidate than the person who has is now beholden to either big donors or a large base with their own interests uh, who've given money to it? I just don't buy that it's as simple as if I just simply outspend everybody, I'll win. Because I, st I still think at the end of the day, that really demeans the voter to say, well, I'm just going to wait here and watch TV and whoever I see the most commercials of is the person I'm going to vote for. Not that there's not some people that that works on, but I would hope uh, a lot of people take this a little more seriously and actually kind of listen to the content and recognize it's a commercial. <laughs> it may not be Wikipedia true, and you may want to explore a little further what's being said and actually listen to the person. But I think to get the attention, uh, you do have to spend the money to get out there. But So I, I believe it takes money, but I don't believe that there's anything morally superior from funding grassroots versus paying out of your own pocket. Kelly's point of view. I would agree with that. I, there is no moral superiority there. And I think the true proof of that, well, first off, I do, I do need to comment on something that you said before I, I lose my train of thought there. I don't think the idea that advertising can buy someone's vote is demeaning to voters. I think our voting system is demeaning to voters. <laughs> Go on. 
<laughs> well, I, again, I don't want to get into too many spoilers there. I think the entire system, though, is demeaning to voters. As far as can you buy... So there was a conversation that I had with Vex on his podcast a while back. And, Another noted electoral college scholar, by the way. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. But he was, he was asking... We were talking about marketing, and uh, he was asking how I had come up with the name Pagan for the band. So I, I gave him... There's two versions of the story. The first version is I had that name back in my head since I was in like early punk bands when I was like 10 and 12 years old. I knew I was going to do something with that name. I had this necklace and somebody had scratched the word pagan into it at a show from one of my early bands and I still have it. And I kept that and I think I was 12 or 13 years old, maybe at the oldest. Still have it. So in the back of my mind, that was going to be a thing. But then I took a marketing course and during the marketing course, it ruined everything I've ever watched ever, <laughs> ever since everything I've ever watched or ever listened to. But I learned a lot about psychology and marketing. And one of the things that you see particularly and the best example of this, and I'm not trying to offend anybody or anything like that, but the best example of this is like things that are targeted towards lower income base. So like fast food, for example, something that's targeted as being cheap. So the average person needs to see and hear something at least three times to commit it to long-term memory. So think of a commercial for a fast food chain. Think of like, I'm not trying to pick on anybody in particular, say like KFC. That seems easy because there's no KFCs near me, so they can't ruin my food. <laughs> so, but think of KFC. Think of a KFC commercial. How many times do they say KFC and show you that logo? So the average person needs to see and hear it three times. For someone that is below average intelligence, that number starts to rise as their IQ drops. And there are studies that correlate lower income people with people with lower IQs. I'm not saying I agree with that. Don't leave hate mail in there. I'm just telling you what marketing executives say. So if you watch something that is targeted towards a lower income demographic, they will say and show you that logo like a hundred times in a 20 second spot. It's because they're talking down to you as the consumer. So think about when you're watching political ads and how many times they show you their logo and say their own name in the commercial. That's demeaning to voters. Yeah, and for no particular reason, I just want to remind everybody to like and subscribe to the podcast if you get a chance. <laughs> like and subscribe, everyone. Yeah. Like and subscribe. It would, it would really be nice if you'd like and subscribe to the podcast. Like and subscribe to Squat Cobbler. The Squat Cobbler podcast is what you're going to like and subscribe to. So that would be great, Squat Cobbler. So. <laughs> Squat Cobbler. So I'm not saying that I agree with that, but I have ever since I took that class – I, you can't help but notice that things that are targeted towards a lower income demographic plaster their logo and say their name over and over and over again in the shortest amount of time possible. Now look at the political ads and see, now they all have to do that. Branding is real for any demographic. Branding is an important thing, but think about your candidate, whoever that might be. And then think about how many times they ram their own name down your throat in their commercials versus a different candidate. That's them specifically talking down to you because their marketing people told them that their demographic is stupid. And the only way that they can get you to remember to go out to vote for them is to say that you're their name to you like 40 times. Or if you happen to squat cobbler. <laughs> yeah. and another another thing i'd like to mention on the squat cobbler please like and subscribe <laughs> podcast is I've lost my train of thought now but uh 
So let's say you're not a big fan uh, of somebody, because you'll see that also in that while you'll hear the names of a lot of candidates in this particular go-around for the presidential election, you hear somebody else's name a lot because I think they're just trying to uh, further connect to the people that it's not only sometimes recognize, hey, recognize my name and vote for me, but there's a little bit of, hey, recognize this name. You don't want any more of this, right? (laughs) So I'm the person who'll take care of that. Because some other uh, individual's name gets mentioned quite a bit in the commercials that are running right now. Who is that? Oh, well, that would be President Trump. He's uh, he's made a pretty regular appearance, at least, you know, particularly in the Bloomberg stuff. And that's realistically since our primary, I'm in Illinois, our primary is a little while, a little while away. We're getting basically all we're getting right now is national ads. And that's been his kind of stock and trade. And so far, so we, we're getting a really steady diet of Michael Bloomberg stuff and and Bernie Sanders on YouTube, in fairness. So we'll get a lot of Bernie on on the, the YouTube pre-roll. So that's interesting. So I how have none of them been on Pornhub yet? <laughs> I've been looking for political ads hard, <laughs> doing research, <laughs> research. For this very episode right. that I've known about for hours now. <laughs> Your dedication to the My show is notable. My dedication is like, and subscribe. That's right. So it's, I don't think I've ever heard of any politician utilizing that platform beyond uh, the erroneous uh Ted Cruz like <laughs> at one point in time on a video that was that's about the only time that I've I've heard of a strong pairing of the political system with Pornhub but well uh, formally <laughs> <laughs> formally but continue your research I'm sure you will <laughs> I'm gonna keep looking into this for you Kelly yeah that's yeah. what I do I do the backbreaking hard labor of that's, this show that's right to give us Gives that strong base to come with these these very intriguing opinions we have. So yeah, I mean, I, where it comes down to for me on the whole, I, so I am, you know, if the question is, if you simply outspend everybody, do you guarantee yourself a win? The answer to me is no. But that doesn't discount the fact that if you are going to win, you're going to have to find some way, whether it's out of your own pocket or others to put a lot of money in the in the market to even get any sort of recognition to even stand a chance you can't buy an election but elections aren't cheap is my final my final uh, <laughs> assessment of the situation squat cobbler <laughs> squat cobbler like and subscribe i would say that you can't you can't outright buy an election i mean we've seen with product launches movie launches whatever it might be tons and tons of money dumped into something and just have it fail and that can happen with politics as well. However, we've truly never seen something that's that's come out as a product launch or a movie launch or anything like that, where literally no money was spent on marketing and then it makes a ton of money. Now, something can make money in a profit margin sense of we didn't spend anything, so everything that we make is is essentially profit. But something to, to really reach blockbuster status on that and before any idiot writes Blair Witch Project in the comments, like and subscribe. <laughs> Things that I would point out to you. So that's something that a lot of people bring up, especially like independent filmmakers and things like that. Or, you know, that only costs sixty or seventy thousand dollars to make. But then it was sold on open film market for over a million dollars. It needed a couple million dollars in post production work done to it. And then there were tens of millions of dollars spent marketing it. So the actual budget of Blair Witch Project was millions and millions of dollars. Now, it was significantly less than other films that came out that year, even with that big marketing budget and post-production costs tacked onto it. But it's not true to say that Blair Witch Project only costs, you know, sixty or $70,000. That's what they initially spent to shoot the raw footage that eventually became the movie. 
but it's misleading to make it sound like that's all it cost. And I think we see a lot of that with politicians as well. We see a lot of people who do the Bruce Springsteen and (laughs) purport themselves to be, you know, just one of the regular people. We have never had a president who wasn't wealthy. That's never happened in the history of this country. We don't have anybody winning elections who doesn't spend exorbitant amounts of money, even though I would agree with Kelly that they didn't buy the election. They're not winning. (laughs) Not in the, the larger arenas of, say, like, you know, big federal appointments like president. They're not winning that without spending money. So I I think that there's also this untrue (laughs) image that certain people put forth of like, I stand with the little guy. I'm not spending any money. I'm not doing this. Except you're watching their Super Bowl ad for that, that they spent millions of dollars on to tell you how they're not spending money and they're not like the other guys. Like and subscribe. Here you go. So I just want to, and I can, I feel comfortable making this promise to the Squat Cobbler listeners from, from Mike and I, we will, we will never take money from large corporations. We will, however, take products to test and review and give you a positive review. Give us stuff, like, and subscribe. (laughs) We need to start working. Give us free stuff a little bit too, I think. Give us free stuff. Give us free stuff. (laughs) So we'll, we'll take that and then give a unbiased positive review of your stuff. (laughs) Please send it to us. But outside of that, we'll, uh, we'll never, uh, kowtow to the man. So <laughs> with that, the exception of, of the individual that Mike preemptively called an idiot before they even commented, we do hope some of you do like and subscribe. Uh, and except for you, idiot, you know who you are. It's not you good people who liked and subscribed. Yeah, that's right. It's that other guy. Yeah. Other guy, probably a member of Hanson. So <laughs> I don't know of a better way to end in a, a Hanson dig. So with that, I'm I'm good for this week. How about you? It's good for me, sir. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Now, you didn't really think we were going to go away, did you? Yeah, we're, we're, we haven't left yet because as we were winding down the show, doing our post-Squad uh, Cobbler stretch, loosening up all that good stuff, Mike had uh, mentioned that he had some additional important pieces of information to share with you that he forgot to mention in the episode. So without further ado, the appendix to the latest squad issues, I turn it over to Dr. Mike Belinsky. Well, this is something that actually hasn't been announced anywhere yet. But on the magical day of 420 in 2020, that's right, the fourth month of 2020. So it's a special 420. I will be mayor for the day of Hell, Michigan. Now, you might be thinking, hey. That sounds like a weird promotional stunt because it's 420 and I was in a bunch of weed magazines because I made that evil bong movie and we have tons of songs about weed and the marijuana music awards and all that kind of stuff. You're right, but it's actually more than that. It's also to promote my new album, Session. (laughs) And it's really our new album because Kelly appears on the album as well. Indeed I do. And as always, if I may say... I carry it once again. He definitely does. And you can pre-order that album right now at officialpagan.us. But, and and for a very low cost, might I say, officialpagan.us, officialpagan.us. I'm not speaking down to you people. <laughs> but for just $5, because it's we're billing it as a, a mini album, which is something that was really popular in the 70s and 80s and has mostly died off. It's longer than an EP, but a little bit shorter than a traditional album. Also in special edition vinyl forms and things like that, you can find all about it, officialbacon.us. But I felt like this was important to mention in terms of buying an election. Now, I don't know if you noticed, I didn't do any campaigning for this, but I am going to be the for real mayor <laughs> for a day promoting an album. So... Maybe 
just maybe our political system isn't as squeaky clean as you guys think it is. I just, before we go, I, I have to ask, do you have a, an agenda for the day? Is there anything you're going to want to make sure that the people of hell, Michigan, uh, remember your one day reign of terror after you leave? I, so I believe that, that no one will forget the things that are going to happen on that day. That's all I can say that and watch our social media on that day. There's going to be a lot of fun stuff for you guys. Order the new album. Order the new album, like, and subscribe, and we'll have to do something to heavily promote that uh, right before 420. So I can stop the recording again unless there's anything else you've forgotten. <laughs> nope, I think that's it. And, you know, I'm going to say I won that election fair and square that happens to be on 420, that happens to be right around the time of the release of my new album. Totally legitimate election process that went down there. Yeah, there are no wine bars in the Mike Belinsky <laughs> campaign method. So congratulations on that. Uh, <laughs> Thank so, you, sir. You bet. All right. So we'll try it again. <laughs> and uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Please like and subscribe. Thanks, everybody. Like and subscribe. Stop the broadcast.